Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The HBCU Sports Podcast, coming to you in three, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are back. This is the HBCU Sports Podcast, Episode 7. I am Ken Rashad. He is Jeff DePlessis. That's me. We're going to call this the post Bayou Classic pre SWAC Football Championship Edition. I know that's rather long winded, but it's appropriate nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank all of you uh, for taking a moment to listen to the HBCU Sports Podcast. Uh, we hope you find this podcast enjoyable. We hope you find it entertaining. We hope you find it informative. Uh, before we get started, let's go over a couple of formalities here. We ask that you do take a moment to visit us on Spreaker. That's the official platform that we use to uh, promote the uh, podcast. Spreaker.com. That's not, not speaker. Spreaker with an R. Com. Go to that website, do a search on HBCU Sports, and that will automatically take you to our official website on the Spreaker platform. Do us the favor and follow us. That way, doing so will automatically notify you whenever we upload new episodes uh, to the platform, and you will automatically be notified when, when uh, those episodes are uploaded. We also, uh, we also ask that you take a moment to donate uh, to this podcast. Um, it takes an awful lot of time, an awful lot of planning. An awful lot of money, believe it or not, uh, to uh, put a show together. And we ask that you do uh, take a moment to bless us uh, with your 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 dollars uh, so that we can continue uh, to produce this podcast on a, a regular basis. You can do so by visiting hbcusports.com forward slash podcast. And uh, once you get on that page, you will see to the right, there will be a donation button that will allow you to make a donation for any amount. And uh, we would greatly appreciate whatever you could possibly give us. We also ask that you take a moment to follow us on the social networks. We are on Twitter. You can follow HBCU Sports at Real HBCU Sports at Real HBCU Sports. You can follow yours truly, Ken Rashad at Ken Rashad, K-E-N-N Rashad, and Jeff DePlessis. Jeff DePlessis, they can follow you at? At JMO700. That's J-A-Y-M-O, the number 700. 700. We can also be found on Facebook, and we are also on Instagram and a number of other uh, social media platforms out there. So by all means, uh, take a moment to follow us, and once again, thank you for taking a moment to uh, listen to the podcast. With that said, Jeff, Bayou Classic 2016 is in the books. It's in the books. And despite all of the hype and all of the talk and all of the what ifs and all of that other stuff, it just simply didn't live up to what we thought we were going to get. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, you know, it, 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 the final score. Fifty-two probably to thirty. Wasn't, yeah, fifty-two to thirty. One probably wasn't indicative of, of how bad the you know the game went. I, I think really the third quarter was a dominating quarter for Grambling. They just they imposed their will on on Southern. 
uh, scored 21 points. Uh, I was going 21 nothing in the third quarter, and that basically was the game. Yeah. Uh, they, they led only by four at halftime. You come out, score 21 nothing in the third quarter. You, you, you took their spirit, you took their will from them, and, and that was about it. And, and, and it's the way they did it. They, didn't, they, they did it by just pounding them, running the ball, uh, I mean, knocking them between their, between their eyes and just physically dominating with the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, uh, it, it was a big quarter, and it, it, it was the, the tail of the game, no doubt. Yeah, it, 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 and, and the, the, the amazing part about it was that the first half, we, we, we saw from Grambling, we, we saw how they were able to pass pretty much at will. And they were successful with the passing game. We didn't see a whole lot of the running game in the first half. And then the the, the, the second half, it was that, that first touchdown of the second half, I believe it was something like seven plays. And every single play was a run play. Was a run play. Yeah. Was a run play. Yeah. And so, you know, Martez Carter was Mr. Excitement. I mean, he showed up and showed out uh, running the ball on the ground. I think he had a kick return for a touchdown. And uh, clearly, uh, in, in many instances, he, he's, he's been pretty consistent year year out for Grand Blue. But I don't think it's one of those players who hasn't really gotten a whole lot of national attention when you compare him to players such as Lenard Tillery at Southern and, and, and Tariq Cohen at uh, A&T. But he's been a very productive back for them nonetheless, considering that Grambling doesn't necessarily rely upon one back. But uh, That's the key right there. You know, he's like a utility man. He doesn't have the usage rate of a uh, Lenard Tillery. Right. I think on the right. season he had only 90 attempts on the, from, on the scrimmage. And, but that's seven seven or eight runs a game, basically. Yeah, right, um, right. So, but, he, he, you know, when he did have it, he made players. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he, he was not a, a necessarily a feature back. Because um, uh, Justin Kelly was right there, yeah. he's the the kind of the pounder, yep. um, and and, and Martell to kind of change of change of pace back. But yeah, you know yeah. they shared the ball real well. Yeah, and, and when you look at the running game overall as a whole for 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 Grambling, Martez Carter was effective on the ground. Um, Justin uh, Justin Kelly was effective on the ground. Devonte Kincaid. <laughs> show what he was running, right yeah he showed what he was able to do uh on the ground and so you know that that in essence was kind of their ground attack just with just utilizing those three players and we even saw some flashes of brilliance from our, from an up-and-coming uh Ladanian brooks who who, <laughs> who who is i'm telling you man that guy is going to be something special uh, and, and, and he's just a freshman. He called him Ladamian Tomlinson at one point. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, tell me about it. But but but, but for Southern, you know, the, the, unfortunately, you know, when with the talk being with Austin uh, Howard, I mean, uh, you know, with, with Howard and, and, and Lenard Tillery and, and 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 Quinn, you know, Tillery was pretty much the the, the only person who was able to come through. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Grambling game plan was to not let um, uh, Willie Quinn beat them. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they did a phenomenal job yeah, of doing that, yeah. especially on special teams. Yeah, but, you know, we yeah. talked before the podcast started how they were punting to the 35 and 40 yard line. Right. Um, right. And to hell with field position. Right. They just didn't want him to take it back uh, 80, 85, 90 yards on them. So. You know, uh, we'll we'll give you a field position, right? But we're not right. We're not gonna, exactly, and, and and I think there's something to be said for the discipline that the coaching staff. I mean, literally the entire game, they would not even risk it, despite being up by you know twenty one, twenty eight points, or whatever the case may be. They wouldn't even risk the chance of giving him an opportunity uh, to to run back uh, uh, a kick return, and uh, it it I mean it. It ultimately was a key point in eliminating the touches uh, for Leonard. I mean, for um, uh, for Quinn on special teams that I think impacted Southern uh, throughout throughout the game. You know, you never want to play coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I, I wonder how things would have transpired had Austin Howard not fumbled that ball and had a touchback uh, going in for the the, the score. <laughs> That was a huge yeah, play. But um, you, you know what, though, going against going against Southern, that really hurt them. I, I, I guess 
I can't really be too criti- overly critical because I mean it, it was an effort play. The guy was no, simply it, it was. Yeah, he, no. he yeah he he was he was stretching out you know trying to break the plane and unfortunately fumbled the ball beforehand. And, and you're like it's like you said shoulda coulda woulda. We have no idea of knowing how that might have impacted the rest of the game because you know Southern scored first. You know it took did, a, yeah. took a six yeah. six to nothing lead. Uh, didn't convert on the PAT. But I mean uh, that that first scoring drive, I, I, I was immediately thinking, "Oh boy, okay." And then Grambling comes back and, and scores right after that. I'm thinking, "Yeah, man, we got us a ball game," and we pretty much had one in the first half. But uh, you know, the the, the 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 tide just turned. And when you look at the other playmakers for Grambling, I mean, you look at uh, uh, Chad Williams, wide receiver, who's been all everything uh, during the course of the year. And, uh, you know, they even gave him an opportunity to become quarterback in which he threw a touchdown pass to Verlin Hunter, uh, who has also uh, been able to come through in a clutch uh, for uh, Grambling's passing attack. So, I mean, it, it was no matter what Southern tried defensively, it just seemed as if they had no answer whatsoever for the Tigers. I tell you that catch by Verla Hunter in the end zone. Give me I that mean, ball. That was an, yes. that was an NFL quality yes. catch. Give me that ball. To, 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 yeah, he used that. That was a uh, um, Odell Beckham hand. <laughs> you hear me? I mean, uh, he he had some strong hands on that one, buddy, and uh, he controlled that going laying that line down there. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Laying down in zone. Lying down in zone. Um, uh, yeah, that was a great catch. And, yeah. he's a, and I think he's he's got a chance to, to play on the next level. I think he's a big, strong, fast-looking receiver. So Without question. Um, without question. Without question. Yeah, him and Chad Williams are both, both playmakers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some 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 quick notes about uh some 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 of the performances of uh, the performances of some of the players uh, from the Bayou Classic. Lenar Tillery of Southern uh ended the season as the second ranked rusher in the nation. He surpassed uh A&T's uh, Tariq Cohen uh with what? Uh 1665 yards. Yeah. Uh, and and after rushing, you know, obviously more than 200 yards in the Bayou Classic. Uh Tariq Cohen just on a, a side note finished with uh 1588 yards. Uh, and unfortunately for the Aggies, uh, they fell short in the first round of the NCAA FCS playoffs against Richmond. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 you know, and I, I guess we're going to pivot here. They did, they didn't fare well at all in that game against uh, the Spiders. Disapp- disappointing loss. You know, you you, you always want to see your HBCU schools do well when they go against the historically white universities. Right. And, 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 and Richmond has a strong history of being a, a very good program. They've won a national championship in recent years. So they're a good program. Right. I was just hoping that uh, A&T would, would, would play a more competitive game. But in fairness to them, they were coming off probably their most disappointing and most emotional game of the season the week prior against North Carolina Central. Right. And as you said earlier, they were... Uh, Playing a third string quarterback, right, right. Um, so there's a lot of things going against them. Um, so be it, right. But, but and, and 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 we're going to get back to that game. But just a couple of quick notes about the Bayou Classic. Devontae Kincaid, 
finished third in the nation. Uh, and, and he still has obviously at least one more game to play this Saturday against Alcorn State in the SWAC championship game. Uh, but as, it, as right now is third in the nation in passing efficiency with 171.8 yards, uh, which includes uh, 2,600 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, and only three interceptions. That's impressive, man. Uh, Chad Williams is seventh in the nation in receiving yards, 1,191 yards, tied for fourth in the nation uh, with nine. Uh, what what uh, in, in receptions with uh 8.0. So I I I thought it was important to get those 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 uh superlatives out of the way, uh because uh it, it's a testament to what Grambling has been able to accomplish since the season started. And you know it wasn't just one of those highlights in the game that we saw them play against Arizona. They've consistently been dominant uh, since week one. So. Now, back to the A&T game, and, and this is something that we talked about before the, the, the podcast with respect to... Well, can, 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 can we pivot back to the body class one quick second? Sure, go ahead. We, we were talking earlier about the success of this classic with the almost near record attendance and the yeah. highest attendance since, uh, you know, since Katrina. 67,800 plus, absolutely. I think that was an awesome crowd, and uh, and, and I think we, we, we mentioned earlier, was that a... Uh, was that a because of the, the the magnitude of the game, or was it just because um, it's a normal crowd? Like yeah, the yeah, is yeah. To market it too well now. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I I've often kind of monitored this, and I ask myself, I'm like, okay, you know, I, obviously a game of this magnitude, yeah, you, you've got to have marketing, you've got to have promotion. But then I'm thinking, okay, you've got two teams that have been undefeated in conference play coming in at eight and zero for the first time now, and and, it, yeah. and when you look at all of the epic games that we've witnessed in the Bayou Classic over the past, you know, 43 years. To have these two teams coming in undefeated for the first time in conference play, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's staggering. And again, you have to ask, would we have seen a crowd of this magnitude regardless of the marketing or is it because of the or is it due to the fact that these that both of these teams are coming in undefeated? Uh, and, and and I don't know if we'll ever know the answer. But your thoughts to that would be? I, I, my speculation is that I think you would have had about sixty-two to sixty-three thousand if both teams were, you know, eight and three. Okay, uh, right. You know, seven and one in in in, in conference, six and two in conference, right, right. Under, under division. But I think going eight and zero, oh, that was that extra five or six thousand, not necessarily walk up, but people who were maybe casual fans. Right. Said, I'm going. I want to be part of this. I, right. I want to go and see this epic game. Two eight no teams for the first time in the Bayou Classic in the forty three years of the Bayou Classic to come in undefeated and, and with all the you know with, with the the championship game uh, berth on the line. Well, like I said, it, it, it's one of those things that we will never know for sure. Um, it, it's always good to kind of speculate on what might happen or what could have happened. Uh, but regardless, the fact that this game was able to get nearly 70,000 people, I mean, that, that is just something that we've not seen in a very long time. So, and uh, I will say this here, just to, in closing, I, I'm listening to the, 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 the powers that be in New Orleans. They were extremely excited and happy with the outcome. They, they felt it was a great economic impact for the city. And there's the, the organizers of the classic say it overall, there nearly 200,000 people participated between the game. The, the step show in a battle of bands, right? The 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 career fair. Um, so they, they they were thinking almost two hundred thousand people um, came through the, the the turnstile, so to speak, to participate in in the week long uh, festivities and activities uh, down there. Right, right. So, I mean, look uh, uh, again. Kudos to both teams. Uh, kudos to the organizers and uh, NLCCI for uh, doing whatever it is that they did to get that crowd in. But uh, enough of the Bayou Classic. Let's talk about A&T and the playoffs. Um, and it, it isn't so much the fact that uh, that I want to talk about the game itself. But there was an interesting, you know, we talked about this. And, and, and this, I'll admit, I, I was I was disappointed that A&T couldn't win this game. Or that if, 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 if they were going to lose, that the result wasn't a little more closer you know in that you know i think the final 30 39 to 10 was the final score mm. um and for a team like north carolina a&t that 
for the most part, was considered the team to beat in all of HBCU football from the time the season started, from you know from midseason up until the time that they faced an angry, mad North Carolina Central Eagle team. <laughs> um, and, and and even with reports coming out that Rod Broadway and his Aggies viewed this game against Richmond as a consolation prize to the Celebration yeah. Bowl. Um, I mean, now just think about that for a moment. I mean, now granted, I understand it was an emotional loss to your rival, and as a result, you 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 don't get a chance to repeat as Celebration Bowl champions, but you have a chance to compete for a national championship in the FCS, and it's a consolation prize. It's an expensive consolation. Yeah, prize. exactly. Say, they had to pay somebody out their pocket to play Richmond. Um, so you know that 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 kind of adds uh, salt to the wound, so to speak. You know. So, but 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 the thing that that is when you and again we've always talked about the perception that those in the FCS world have about HBCUs and the MEAC and the SWAC mm. and how they can't necessarily play with the best of the best in the FCS world. And if you look at the results from previous first round uh, games you know it doesn't look good when you look at the results with HBCUs and with the MEAC and SWAC you know they haven't done very well and and I go back to what Rod Broadway said last year after the conclusion of the Celebration Bowl after they beat Alcorn State and I I started the press conference by asking him his thoughts about the Celebration Bowl and if you recall at that time the talk about Celebration Bowl versus playoffs and it was Rod Broadway who said, and, and, I, and I'm quoting him, that HBCUs simply are not financed to win national championships. And to hear him say that and to be openly honest about it and then to see what we what, what we witnessed just this past Saturday with A&T at Richmond, it makes you wonder. I mean, again, Jeff, this is this is a North Carolina A&T team. That was ranked at one point ninth in the nation, right? Ninth, and yet they get drudged by Richmond. So, what are, what are we to take for that? If if this is supposed to be the best that we have to offer, granted well, that we're, we're you know now I, I want to be fair. Now, was it the best we had to offer? Well, uh, see that's the thing because we we oh, we always leave that gate halfway open or halfway closed. Because you look at the fact that A&T played with what? Third string quarterback? Correct. Might that have made a difference? Could it have made oh, a difference? Oh, yeah. I think that had to play a, a, a role in in not being as good as they had been all season. Um, you know, I mean, you, you you can have good depth and you can replace some players. But when you get down to your third string quarterback, unless you're Ohio State 2014. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> You're, you're, you're usually going to be in trouble, you know. And so, I, I, I just to to hear how this all played out, you know, and that now that there were reports mentioned that had A and T beat had A and T beaten North Carolina Central, North Carolina Central may not have necessarily even gotten in that large bid to participate in the playoffs. Now that would have been highway robbery. Yeah, I, I yeah, so. yeah. That but I'm, so so what? I'm, my, my 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 point to that is that had that happened. We would not have known how well North Carolina Central might have done in a similar situation, considering what they did against A and T. And I don't know. So that that's that's a discussion that I think will we will continue to address year in and year out until we finally get to the point to where an HBCU team actually beats an FCS win. But it, but but again. It, it, uh, well, the same. Nice but, but, but hold up. The uh, same. HBCU team to play a, a home game. Well, well, maybe. But but again, it, 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 what makes A and T's situation even more mind-boggling and makes you want to scratch your head is that keep in mind that this is the same team that beat Kent State in overtime. But two over. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Double overtime earlier in the right. year. An, an FBS opponent. So, you know, I, I don't know what to make of that. And I don't, maybe, maybe this particular situation is overblown. Maybe this, maybe this was just A and T on a bad day, and maybe they were just simply pissed off over the fact that they couldn't be in a celebration bowl. You know that that, that that's that's the thing that's going to always be lingering in the back of your mind. Look at what they did during the course of the year. Well, Ken, if you went to the celebration bowl website, celebrationbowl.com, they yeah. had a fan yeah. there. Yep. Uh, that I thought was pretty interesting. Yep. Um, uh, you, you had a chance to vote on who you thought was the right. going to represent the MEAC right. and the SWAC in the Celebration Bowl. Right. Well, A&T had 40% of the votes. Central had only 28%. Yep. Grambling had 45%. For, for the SWAC. Was, for, for the, the SWAC. SWAC. Right. It was interesting. Alcorn wasn't even Alcorn wasn't even run. right. Right. I, I, the, 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 to complete that list, it was North Carolina A&T first, North Carolina Central second with 28% of the vote, Florida A&M 11th, 11% of the vote, third, and South Carolina State fourth for the SWAC, like you said, Grambling State, forty-five percent, Southern sixteen percent, Prairie View fifteen percent, third place, Jackson State came in fourth. Now I'll, I'll be honest with you, that Florida A&M, I, and that Jackson I, State, I, I, I get it. That's just that's a- absolutely just, uh, that was just eager, eager fans, right, absolutely fans. right. <laughs> but Alcorn State didn't get any votes. No, no, that that was, that was amazing. <laughs> no, but again. They were five and five on the season, so you know maybe um, I'm not sure what the what the metrics on that on that poll was. How long? Well, was it, it, it was a, it was an online poll. I don't know if yeah, you, obviously yeah. it obviously wasn't scientific, you know. Right. But, but, exactly. but still, there, right. there's still something to be said for the fact that Alcorn State wasn't even mentioned in that poll, considering that you know they were just there last year and as of now, despite the record, they're still competing for a uh, SWAC championship title. Um, moving on uh, quickly, just some quick notes. Uh, Tuskegee, uh, their season came to an end. Uh, they lost their second round match against North Greenville. Uh, oh, and, 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 and the news of the moment, uh, congratulations to Grambling offensive coordinator Eric Dooley, uh, who was named FCS assistant coach of the year by the American Football Coaches Association. And I'm telling you, Jeff, when you look at his body of work, it's just a matter of time before Eric Dooley is going to be a head coach of somebody's of somebody's program. Yeah, he, everything I hear about him, he's a pretty, fairly sharp, sharp guy, and he he knows his uh, his stuff personally on offensive side of the ball. But Ken, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little shade on you here. I know you've been very critical of stats uh, over the time over over a period of time. What do you make of? them giving that award to a, a HPCU assistant coach. I don't think it was stats that gave that award. It's the American Football Coaches Association. So I'm not going to give them any credit. You, sh- you sure it wasn't stats? It was AF it was the AFCA. Okay. All it right, was, my bad then. I, I think stats I stats gives out the Eddie Robinson award, I believe. But it okay. but, but yeah, but that 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 award that Eric Dooley received was from the American Football Coaches Association. I'm pretty sure of it. Stats published the uh, the release. Maybe that's what I was. Yeah, looking right. At. That's yeah, probably yeah, what yeah, I saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Reading is fundamental. Well, yeah, yeah. But it was the American Football <laughs> Coaches Association. They they made that announcement. So no, can't give credit to stats. So. All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, but that that that's the case. So congratulations. I mean, Eric Dooley, offensive coordinator right now. Grambling was uh, was the offensive coordinator uh, under uh, Monty Coleman at UAPB, and was able to get some things done there. And it's amazing wow. what an offensive coordinator m- makes, you know, because he leaves UAPB and look at UAPB right now. Yeah, <laughs> had a had a successful stint uh, at Southern. Uh, I believe he was the wide receivers coach. I believe. Um, so you know, I look. The man is just getting it done, and um, you know, I, I, congratulations to uh, Eric Dooley. Just a real yeah, no, no, nice no, no. guy, and uh, you know, uh, also, dang, we're still talking about Grambling here. Um, Grambling has found a new AD in Paul Bryant, who is currently or was formerly uh, the uh, the athletic director at South Carolina State. 
Uh, that job will begin on January 1st. Uh, of course, HBCU Sports broke that news. Uh, he is going to be receiving a two year deal pending ULS board approval that will pay him a total salary of $160,000. $30,000 of that will be supplemented by the Grambling University Foundation. <clears throat> now, just to kind of give you guys some feedback, uh, or, or, and I'm reporting here. Um, there were there were rumors and there had been speculation previously that 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 uh, Bryant was the man for a while. He, he, the, the, it was known for a while that he was going to be the, the 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 person named AD. Uh, but the thing that took so long was, from my understanding, was the terms and the money. And um, you know, some were saying that he was going to be named AD at the Bayou Classic. That never happened. Uh, but it appears that he has now uh, been announced officially as the AD. An, an official press release uh, was uh, issued by the university, and so uh, Grambling finally is going to get an AD uh, for the first time, a permanent AD for the first time uh, since 2014. So, you know, and reading, reading his bio, Ken, he he has not always been in the HBCU world. No, so, no, um, no. He was, uh, I believe he, South Carolina State, uh, was at Stillman before that, and then I think before that, Eureka College? Is that in Illinois. Illinois? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, congratulations to uh, Paul Bryant and to uh, Grambling State for finally <laughs> uh, getting the athletic director to uh, lead the athletic two, program. Two years of an open spot, huh? Yeah, Finally, it's getting yeah. filled. Yeah, what, 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 what wow. can you say? So, Jeff, I, I, I think we we have gotten all of that the the the, the good stuff, the the, you know, the the tidbits out of the way, and, and and I think it's time for us to discuss the the the, the big game that that is uh, awaiting, and that is the uh, SWAC championship game uh, between Grambling and Alcorn State. Now, when is that? Is that coming up soon? That's this Saturday. Oh, really? In, no. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday in Houston at NRG Stadium or Energy Stadium. I don't know. Is it NRG? Energy Stadium? I don't know. I, I, what I, I, think, it's, I think it's a three NRG. I NRG. But I, I don't know why it was the energy. I don't know. Energy, don't NRG, know. whatever the case it, may be. But it's it going to be there. It's designed to mess with people. Right, 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 right. And so the Toyota, the Toyota SWAT championship. Let's, let's call yeah, it what it uh, is. Okay, okay. The Toyota Swag Championship. All right. I, 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 duly noted. Okay, we got to get it right. I got it. I got you. Thank you, Toyota, for, for sponsoring the event. Okay. So here is where. Well, we talked about this briefly before the podcast. You've got Grambling. We, we, we already know about Grambling. And we talked about All Corn State. And of course, the season that they've had. It's been. Rocky, but again, they've done what they needed to do to get to where they are, and they have an opportunity to defend their championship for the third straight year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think we came across some notes, and I think the only other team that uh, that has won a SWAC championship three years in a row since the game started was Grambling, and Alcorn has an opportunity uh, to do that. Um, five and five, Alcorn, by the way. And, five and five, a right. team that has underachieved um, from what expectations was before the season, right. but a team that also had a lot of key injuries throughout the season, probably more than most other schools in the SWAC, um, to key players, to key individuals. And I think that, that, that led to uh, kind of a disappointing season. But they prevailed, they persevered, and they won the East, and now they have an opportunity to to slay uh, uh, Goliath, you know, and, and to see if they can do it. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Now, granted, I, I, look, I think it's safe to say it's going to be an uphill climb. I mean, it, it, I, I, I'm going to reference something that Broderick Fobb said about the Arizona game. It would have to be the perfect storm for Alcorn to be able to pull this off. I mean, if you, in every media outlet anyone who follows the swag anyone who is any way who whether you follow the swag or whether you follow hbcu football in general all corn is coming in as a clear-cut underdog in this game and just, and, and, and it's because of that <laughs> that you kind of have to worry you you wonder hmm, they're going to probably come into this game thinking it's us against the world 
And I have to ask, is that something that I mean, nothing's impossible, but nothing's impossible. But, but it, like you said, it's an, up, it's an uphill climb. <laughs> um, you, we, we know how how dominant Gremlin is. Uh, but but I think for Alcorn, realistically, they have a chance to defeat Gremlin. Gremlin kind of has to play um, into Alcorn's hands. They have to make mistakes, uh, several mistakes, turn the ball over, um, be undisciplined, uh, get 10 or 12 penalties. Do stupid things that they have not necessarily done all season long, um, and then Alcorn will have to just be Alcorn. They have to run the ball, play um, uh, uh, keep away, uh, so to speak, to keep the ground on offense off the field, um, and 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 try to uh, uh, control the clock and control the tempo of the game. And hopefully, um, uh, Alcorn would, would like this game to be uh, in the twenties, maybe even in the teens. Uh, uh, so they don't they don't want to see uh, uh, Grambling getting forty five points on them. The, I was gonna that, say that's a recipe for disaster. In the twenties, that's an awful lot to ask for a team, for a team that, that, that scores in the right. Yeah, yeah. Fourth yeah. in the nation in scoring, yeah, fifth right. in the nation in in, uh, right. in points given up. Right. Gremlin. So right. uh, you know that that's that's enough. That's an awful lot to ask. You're right. Yeah, our very own Kendrick Marshall uh, wrote a pretty interesting piece <laughs> in which. He he, in referencing the the 2016 uh, SWAC championship, he he wrote an article describing the only way, the only way, Jeff, that Alcorn could beat Grambling State, and he pretty much echoed what you said, and that it would really come down to them in the ground game, controlling the ball, controlling the clock, and uh, and, and basically being able to, uh, you know, to 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 get it done on the ground because. I, from what I've seen of Alcorn, they're not a team that is known for its passing attack. Uh, well, but well, I will say this: Can Alcorn, um, if Lenoris uh, Lenoris can play, they'll Lenoris have Footman, yeah. uh, Footman, They will have some semblance of a passing game. Yeah. Well, if yeah. Noah Johnson is playing, they won't be able well, to pass at yeah, all. Well, yeah, he but is more of a uh, option they, they, that, that is their ground. Exactly. He he would be a part of that ground attack when you put uh, uh, Johnson. Uh, Delance Turner, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, those are going to be the people that would get a job that would get the job done for them on the ground. But again, you're talking about that versus a team that is ranked first in the conference in rushing defense. Yeah, and yeah. so it, like you said, it's uphill. It's uphill climb for us, the Braves. It's not going to be easy. It will not be easy. I, 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 and if they don't play well, it could get out of hand really, really quickly. Um, and that's something they have to be well aware of. We'll, we'll, we'll probably get on this subject probably by, uh, I'm sure, when we talk about the Celebration Bowl. But I, I think it is important. And I'm going to just say this, and I, and I don't want to come across as sounding like a homer, but this is going to obviously be a homer comment. As a Grambling graduate, Yes, I, I I hope Grambling wins, and I, I I hope they win for the simple fact that again, and I I made this piece no, I made this part of me known uh, last week when I wrote the piece about why the celebration poll was hoping Grambling would win the Bayou <laughs> Classic and the Swag Championship game, because again, the celebration bowl was designed to get the very best from the Miac versus the very best from the Swag. And again, if Alcorn wins the SWAC championship game, they are back to back to back SWAC champions. Kudos. They would be the team that would represent the SWAC conference in the Celebration Bowl. Now, does that necessarily mean that they would be the best team in the conference? I think it's safe to say that they would not be. But obviously, if they win Saturday, they would be the best team on that day. Right. But the reason why it was important for me to bring this up, and and this is another thing. Because I, I, I've been kind of monitoring some of the uh, message boards out there, other than my own, yes. Uh, and I, I, I've, I've gone to the MEAC uh, fan boards, in which there are some who seem to believe that regardless, regardless of the outcome, whoever the SWAC sends, it doesn't really matter who they send because the MEAC is going to torch them anyway. And I understand that they are MEAC graduates, and obviously they, 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 there's a certain bias with the MEAC. But when you look at the track record, and when you look up previous head-to-head matchups, 
they would be justified in making those comments. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> so, right. I mean, just think of what happened last year in the Celebration Bowl. North Carolina A&T defeated Alcorn State. Alcorn State, clearly the best team last year, representing the SWAC. A&T, clearly the best team, representing the MEAC. But then when you look at the previous games played in previous uh, and prior MEAC SWAC challenges, you know, next year is going to be Southern and, and, and South Carolina State. That's that game is going to be held in Baton Rouge. They're going to be playing these games, uh, you know, at the actual uh, school locations now. Uh, Bethune Cookman and Alcorn State. That game was canceled. Unfortunately, uh, that game ended, I think, what, midway through the second quarter, I believe, or something like that. But they never finished that game and it, it didn't count in the standings. And I think that right. game was, for the most part, pretty competitive uh, before it ended. But then you go back 2015, South Carolina State played Arkansas Pine Bluff. Victories for me at you know 20 uh, 35 to 7 uh, 35 to 7 2014 North Carolina A&T defeats Alabama A&M 47 13 <laughs> Florida A&M 2013 beats Mississippi Valley now uh, you know 20 no, okay, okay. Let me I, I, I already know where you're going but let me finish 2012 Bethune Cookman beats Alabama State 38 28 2011 Bethune Cookman beats Prairie View 63 to 14 the SWAC hasn't won in either the Celebration Bowl or the Miax Wack Challenge since 2010 when Southern defeated uh, defeated Delaware State 37 to 27. Now it has been my belief that in the Miax Swag Challenge games in, in recent years, the Swag didn't necessarily send or we didn't necessarily have and our best, best team. team. Absolutely, there you go. And when you look South at Carolina team State, Bethune North Cookman, Carolina, exactly. Those uh, were Bethune Cookman before that. These exactly. were all. The upper consistent, right, the right, and we're constantly Play, perennial Bob favorites. Bob, absolutely, Bob, Mississippi Valley, absolutely, State. absolutely. Um, so they yeah. were they were all perennial favorites, you know, at yeah. the beginning of the year in the MEAC. And so I, I, I think the so-called. You know that theory is kind of flawed. You know, yeah. Let's have Grandma go play Morgan State and see what happens. <laughs> well, <laughs> better yet, right? Let's have so go play Delaware State. Right. So that's why it's that's why it's important for me because I I think you know say what you will whether it be A and T or Central North Carolina Central the best team come out of the MEAC outright uh, MEAC champions kudos to them that that has been proven. Grambling needs to win this game Saturday, and thus. We we will really get the chance to see just how good either Central is or Grambling is, and I think that will hopefully uh, validate my belief in that the Miac isn't necessarily head and shoulders better than the Swag, as some might be led to believe. So this Swag Championship game is going to be on a neutral site. If yep. you had to pick a line, Ken, what would you say the line would be for this game? Well, see, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself because then or, or, or we're, we're we're talking about which game? The the the, the SWAT championship. Game. Oh, the SWAT championship game. Okay, okay, I'm not jumping. Oh, I got you. Okay, okay. No, uh, look, we we kind of touched on this briefly. Um, I I I don't think this is going to be much of a contest. I, I don't. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to say I would say Grandma would be a, I, a, a here, seventeen point favorite. I, well, okay, that would be fair. And here is what I think: I think I think this has the potential of being pretty much what we saw against Southern in the Bayou Classic. First quarter, and, maybe and, first and half, it'll be, it'll be competitive. If, it, it'll be competitive, um, but I just think that you know, uh, again, uh, the offer, the the effort for Grambling offensively, defensively, and special teams. I just think that over time, it's that grind that's just gonna, you know, that's just gonna come through. And I, I, I think when it's all said and done, it will be domination. Now, look for what it may seem, and I'm here's another factor we need to put in consideration because there's this narrative that all corn folks are going into this game thinking it's going to be us against the world, but for <laughs> Grambling, this is the revenge game. Oh yeah. You know, now, yeah. Granted, they met during the early, during the regular season, and they, you know, obviously they they won. But this is for everything. This is this is for this is for the SWAC championship. And Alcorn annihilated Grambling last year. It did annihilated them. And so I, I think that you know they will go into this game with just as big of a chip, if not bigger, 
uh, as Alcorn will. So there's a lot of intrigue. There is obviously a, a lot to play for, but I think we shouldn't get too caught up into the fact that Alcorn is going to be coming in with this us against the world uh, factor because for Grambling, this is a, a revenge game for them uh, for something that they were unable to do last year. So I, I, I think we need to just kind of put it there. Ken, I'm, I'm going to add this one thing that scares me and it scared the heck out of me when I was watching the Bayou Classic was late in the game when Devontae Kevin Kidd bumped into his offensive oh, line went yeah, down grabbed yeah, his leg I was yeah. like oh my god that yeah, does not look right, good right, right, right. you know he has that tender ankle um, and if for some reason if he would go out early in this game all, all bets are off um, then I think it would be a much more competitive game um, much not more saying that Grambling they, they would be better than Grambling but um, it would make life a lot easier for the Braves with a, a Kincaid on the sideline. Uh-huh. Well, that, that 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 would be a fair point, but I, I think that uh, you know w- w- whether it be the backup in Cherry or I believe I think Wright, uh, who would be the backups. I, I I think that they have enough reps. Granted, they're not Devontae Kincaid, but I think that um, Grambling has enough weapons to where if Kincaid, for whatever reason. For whatever reason, I don't want to even speak this into existence. But if for, for whatever reason he, you know, is is he he can't play, I, I think they 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 would be okay. I think their ground attack would be good enough. I hope so. I to hope get, so. To get, hope to, so. To, wow, you hope so? Okay, so yeah. much for being. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I think you're right. So much for being. So much for being. So much for being unbiased, you Homer. You, you Homer, you know you just. I hope so. You got comfortable there, but anyway. I, I, hey, have you heard anything about ticket sales or, or attendance for uh, the championship? So far, no, I have not. Now, if again, if Ticketmaster is any indication of how ticket sales are going, and I did go by the Ticketmaster website today, and it specifically shows where there's the Allcorn side and there's the Grambling side. So far, based upon what I've seen, Allcorn has uh, has sold more tickets, has has purchased more tickets. Um, and it look, I, I've seen all corn. Look, uh, kudos to, to, to Brave Nation, man. I think half of the state of Mississippi came into Houston last year, la- last uh, couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the year that they played Southern two years ago, and, oh, and, and, and I'm about to tell you, uh, some folks might disagree, but from what I saw with my own eyes, all corn had more folks there than Southern did that year. Wow. Yeah, I, I only hope that Grambling fans are not being complacent uh, and looking for Atlanta. Well, well, look, look, look. In fairness, in all fairness, now you think about think about what the Grambling fans are being asked to do. You're being asked to support the Bayou Classic. Well, I know three weeks in a row. You're being asked to go to the SPAC Championship game, and if they win that, you're being asked to go to the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta the week before Christmas. Yeah, I know. Uh, I that's know. A, that's a, you know. a tall order. But I, gotta, and, and with that, I will say. Break, I got to break the piggy Yeah, break. I get it. I get it. But I, I just think that you, let's, you know, let's tap the brakes here. I, I, I think we're not giving Grandland folks enough credit. Now, Grandland, I can speak. They can be finicky. They can be fickle. Yeah. But, but, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. You know, I ain't got to buy a ticket. But oh, <laughs> I gotta I gotta pay to get there, you know. But anyway, anyway, uh, that, that wraps up. Man, it's almost time to go. Uh, it, it, any any parting shots, parting shots that you'd like to throw out there um, before we end? W- one parting shot. And this is this is completely out the dark. But last night, uh, Mississippi um, awards the Connolly Trophy for the. College Player of the Year in the state of Mississippi, uh-huh. and it's a it's a, a a multi-pronged way to vote, but the sports writers get the majority of it. But Jackson State defensive end Javante Jones, yeah, led the online popular vote. He got thirty-one percent of that, but he still didn't get the trophy. It wow, Tennessee from Ole Miss. Wow. But wow. I thought that was pretty good. You know, a lot of people, and it was just probably Jackson State fans and supporters right. and alumni, right. they they got online, they got on their smartphones and said, "We going to, we want Javante to 
to be get the Conley Trophy, and uh, he he didn't he didn't quite make it. But kudos to him; he had a great year. He's a great player. He's a big time pro prospect. So, um, you know, just yeah. want to give him a shout out. One other thing we missed too that we didn't talk about uh, was Joe Thomas Senior, yes. uh, father of Green Bay linebacker Joe Thomas, became the oldest man to play in the Division One football game for South Carolina State. How many would he had? Like what? Uh, three rushes for uh, what? Five I, yards? I saw a video of one. It was like three yards and a cloud of dust. <laughs> Um, but for a 55 year old, yes, sir. Yeah, way to go. He, he, he looked like uh, he looked like um, John Riggins back in the day. Hey, Reds, hey you know? nothing wrong with John Riggins, baby. That's <laughs> you talking about three three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. Then that if, if that's 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 the right person to compare him to. Believe me. And uh, so so kudos to Mr. Thomas. Uh, I should call him Mr. Thomas. Mr. Thomas, you know, he's not much older than me. But anyway, uh, kudos to Mr. Thomas uh, for uh, becoming the oldest man to play Division One football for South Carolina State. And then one last note, Jeff, before we get out of here, uh, we, 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 we've got to take a moment. And, and, and as we uh, get to um, as we progress into the basketball season, uh, we need to go ahead and take a moment to uh, salute North Carolina Central, who upset Missouri sixty-two to fifty-two. Yeah, uh, and and then yeah. I'm, I'm talking about SEC Missouri, uh, right? And, and, and that's a good win. I mean, Missouri's not a, a world beater, um, but no, regardless, you, you're talking about a Power Five conference and a, a team that has, has had success in basketball for many many years. And to, to defeat them, it's a, it's a big win for for the Eagles. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I know you said that M- Missouri isn't necessarily anything to, to to write home about, but like you said, I mean, but but what's more impressive is North Carolina Central because again, we're talking right. about a we're talking about a, a, a program that not that long ago was Division Two, and right. so when you look at what they've been able to do, and this isn't you know, look for North Carolina Central, this isn't the first time for their basketball program. I mean, you know, they. No. They 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 they've uh, knocked off a couple of uh uh you know uh, uh majors before. And and they've held their own. I think uh what they went into the tournament was it last year the year before last? Were they a 15 seed or 14 seed or something like that? So yeah, I, I mean yeah, right. So I mean this isn't anything new, but the, but the reason why this is important uh and I want to get this out of the way is that with North Carolina Central, you know, uh we we see what they're doing and we see what they've done in basketball. We see what they're doing in uh in football and you know and 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 they're about to take the national stage in the celebration bowl it's just a a matter of time man before they just blow up so uh i i just thought it was important for us to get this out of the way but look thank you everyone for taking a moment to listen to the hbcu sports podcast uh i am ken rashad jeff thank you sir for uh tolerating with my bs thank man. you thank you again my man it was a <laughs> pleasure to be here pleasure to co-host with you and uh looking forward to uh to next week we'll get talk about the uh and we'll be talking about the winner and then yep. we can start talking about absolutely the big game on the 17th see you later everybody talk to you later jeff all right now <laughs>